All the evening she had studied Swedish, and yet suddenly confronted by a Swedish lady bathing in our kitchen, dish-toweled but unashamed, all she could find to say was, "'How disgusting! and how disgraceful!' in English. "'You see,' said Letitia when she emerged, "'she is just a simple peasant girl, and only needs to be told. It is very horrid, of course.' "'And unappetizing,' I chimed in. "'Of course, certainly unappetizing.' I couldn't think of anything Swedish to say, but I said several things in English. She was dreadfully sorry that you had seen her, and never contemplated such a possibility. After all, Archie, bathing is not a crime. "'And we were hunting for a clean slate,' I suggested satirically. "'Do you think, Letitia, that she also takes cold bath in the morning, among the bacon and eggs and things?' "'That is enough.' said Letitia sternly. The episode need not serve as an excuse for indelicacy. It was with the advent of Gerda Lyberg that we became absolutely certain, beyond the peradventure of any doubt, that there was such a thing as the servant question. The knowledge had been gradually wafted in upon us, but it was not until the lady from Stockholm had definitively planted herself in our midst that we admitted to ourselves, openly, unblushingly, that the problem existed. Gerda blazoned forth the enigma in all its force and defiance. The remarkable thing about our latest acquisition was the singularly blank state of her gastronomic mind. There was nothing that she knew. Most women, and a great many men, intuitively recognized the physical fact that water, at a certain temperature, boils. Miss Lyberg, apparently seeking to earn her living in the kitchen, had no certain views as to when the boiling point was reached. Rumors seemed vaguely to have reached her that things called eggs dropped into water would, in the course of time, any time, and generally less than a week, become eatable. Letitia bought a little egg-boiler for her, one of those antique arrangements in which the sands of time play to the soft-boiled egg. The maiden promptly boiled it with the eggs, and undoubtedly thought that the hen, in a moment of perturbation or aberration, had laid it. I say thought, because it is the only term I can use. It is perhaps inappropriate, in connection with Gerda. Potatoes, subjected to the action of hot water, grow soft. She was certain of that. Whether she tested them with the poker, or with her hands or feet, we never knew. I inclined to the last suggestion. The situation was quite marvellous. Here was an alleged worker, in a particular field, asking the wages of skilled labour, and densely ignorant of every detail connected with her task. It seemed unique. Carpenters, plumbers, bricklayers, seamstresses, dressmakers, laundresses, all the sowers and reapers in the little garden of our daily needs were forced by the inexorable law of competition to possess some inkling of the significance of their undertakings. With the cook it was different. She could step jubilantly into any kitchen without the slightest idea of what she was expected to do there. If she knew that water was wet and that fire was hot, she felt amply primed to demand a salary. Impelled by her craving for Swedish literature, Letitia struggled with Miss Lyberg. Compared with the Swede, my exquisitely ignorant wife was a culinary queen. She was an Epicurean caterer. Letitia's slate-pencil coffee was ambrosia for the gods, sweetest nectar by the side of the dish-water that Cook prepared. I began to feel quite proud of her. 
She grew to be an adept in the art of boiling water. If we could have lived on that fluid, everything would have moved clockworkily. "'I've discovered one thing,' said Letitia, on the evening of the third day. "'The girl is just a peasant, probably a worker in the fields. That is why she is so ignorant.' "'I thought this reasoning foolish.' "'Even peasants eat, my dear,' I muttered. "'She must have seen somebody cook something. "'Field workers have good appetites. "'If this woman ever ate, what did she eat, and why can't we have the same? "'We have asked her for no luxuries. "'We have arrived at the stage, my poor girl, "'when all we need is, prosaically, to fill up. "'You have given her opportunities to offer us samples of peasant food. "'The result has been nil.' 